and welcome to the Why Aren't You Famous podcast with your hosts, me, Ellen Cherry, and sitting across from me, me, Andrew Grimm. Hello, Andrew Grimm. Hello, Ellen Cherry. Are you adjusting your volume? Yes, there? excuse me. Just your voice was is, so. Is is the so word sexy? Mellifluous a word? Mellifluous. Mellifluous. It's buttery. It buttery is buttery and smooth while it does its thing. Anyway, oh, that's right. go ahead. How's it going today? Yeah, you know that's not a nice question to ask me. Why? I'm You're really, my friend. I'm really. Vi- I don't know. Maybe maybe you need more enemies, Ellen Cherry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when I arrived, let's start there. Okay, we're gonna. Okay. <laughs> when I arrived, because I drove out to Westminster to our recording studio for this <laughs> podcast um, at Grimbles's house, and I was listening to one of the most amazing bands to ever come together. Oh, June Star. <laughs> yeah. XTC. Oh, ooh, they're really good. Yeah. Right. I, I think they're gonna go far. Um, <laughs> this might be their year. <laughs> If the, no. Beatles, if the Beatles don't put something out. <laughs> no, that was the zombies. This will be our year. Mm, mm-hmm. um, anyway, back to Peter Pumpkinhead, which is what I was listening wow. to on repeat. And um, I just thought about like, there's a line in there that he says he made too many enemies and, mm. you know, they nailed him to a cross. Right. But I don't want to go that far. But I was thinking about it. And I was like, do I have any enemies? And I was like, I'm sure I have some Ooh. enemies, but maybe I need, maybe I'm not doing enough radical work that I need more enemies. My work isn't radical enough. I haven't created enough haters. Yeah, I mean, you should, you should be go like radic, rad cherry, <laughs> Ellen Radish. <laughs> no, you're missing the point. Am I missing the point? Like, hmm. I'm not pissing off enough people. I, I'm being too friendly. And then it led me to think about while I'm sitting there driving, like, oh, that I have been conditioned to be polite because I'm a female in America. Well, maybe, or perhaps, just perhaps, I'm just going to say. I'm you, politely listening to your response. You're not going to like it. You're How do you know? Like Don't prejudge me. I'm not prejudging. I'm acknowledging the fact that I know you. How's that? <laughs> Wait, pre-judge? who are you? <laughs> where where, this is where not am my, I? This is not my beautiful house. Um, You're not my beautiful can wife. You, can you turn down your gain just a little bit? You're in number two. Down. This one? No. Down. Here? Yeah. Oh, over. Here. There you go. Okay. Just a hair. There you go. This um, podcast is engineered by Ellen Cherry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who who has many enemies? No, I think the the your work. It's not about the work being radical. I think it's about the fact that your your work is about acknowledging right now the portraits type of idea is about opening a conversation. Um, I don't want to say about women for women type of thing, but it's about the share the in- inclusivity and sharing uh, with women rather than rejecting judging becoming enemies with with women unless you're talking about becoming more enemies with men but all, i think all women are enemies with men <laughs> right but i mean that's what i think in general i just want to be known as a person who has enemies enemies because <laughs> <laughs> you want you want your life more difficult because maybe that should be part of the inner life of being a woman is just like, why don't I have more enemies? No, I don't I don't I think there's plenty of people who have lots of enemies and their lives aren't difficult at all. Like who? Sociopaths. Well, the, the, those aren't enemies. Those are just people. Those those are the, the sociopaths don't have enemies. They only have themselves. <laughs> and 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 they're well, their best friends or their mothers, I suppose. But <laughs> but beyond that, like they don't have enemies. They they probably view um, you know, uh, other people as just things. So speaking of enemies, today's topic is uh-oh, uh, the local, the uh, regional, and national effect of fame. Yes. Oh, was that what we were supposed to write about? No. We're, you know, I, I want to gently remind the audience that when we write these essays, they, you know, they're it's about fostering a a conversation more than anything else. Oh, whoops. Okay. So, so you know that gives us that gives us some some wiggle room. Yeah. To to kind of go off on different types of things and maybe maybe not be 100% on point all the time, <laughs> you know. Cuz why aren't you famous is all about like, well, why aren't we famous? Well, cuz we're not focused. <laughs> because we're writing these essays like really last minute, you know. I did, this one took me a while and I had to write a couple of versions of this particular essay. The other, the future episodes may not be the same, mm. but this one I wrote a couple of times and I'll be honest, um I'm I'm critical of it, even having done like three versions of it. Ooh, yeah, on different topics. Like I wrote three different essays, and this is the final one that I was just like, "Well, I hope this gets me some goddamn enemies." 
Okay. I'm just joking. Fair enough. No, you're not joking. She's serious, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you could see her eye eyes right now. My eye. Well, she, <laughs> My left eye only. She is left eye. She is left eye Lopez of the Baltimore scene. There she is. Don't go chasing waterfalls, everybody. No, stick to the rivers and streams that you know no, so well. Oh, that you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I never liked that song. It wasn't their best. It wasn't. That was like the, that. Was, I guess what Left Eye Lopez died soon after that, right? <laughs> I don't think that the two things are related, but unfortunately, <laughs> she did pass from this mortal coil. Maybe one of her enemies. No, they were driving and they were. Where were they? Were they in Costa Rica or they were in South America? I thought. I believe that she was killed in a motor vehicle. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the jeep went, uh, ran off the road and went down a, an embank, embankment. Yeah. Yeah. It's cars. We got to watch out for them because they are our enemies. <laughs> that is not a TLC song. A TLC? Was that? A TLC song. Oh. That's the. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Sorry, listeners. I just distorted. Here, I'll start that as phrase over so you can edit it out. Okay. That's the band that she was in. Oh, TLC, Tender T- Loving Care. Tender Loving Care. Right. Just such a nice thing to name your band. Anyway, back well, to... Well, it was T-Boz, left eye, uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, and uh, uh, Chili. Yes, Chili. I Hi. can't believe you pulled that out of the recesses of your brain. The recesses of something. <laughs> hmm. So, local, national, regional fam. Yeah, yeah. I can't decide if we should listen to my essay first or yours. Like oh. mine to get it over with, or if you're feeling like super great about yours, maybe we should finish up with that, like to end on. A- I think we should start with yours. Okay. You know, it's okay. I mean, you know, there's no judgment here. We'll save that for the internet. I'll save. <sighs> I'll, I'll save. I'll save my judgment of you for when you're safely in your car driving away, and then I'm on my. I go down to my my internet cyber dungeon, and uh, where I'm a fifth level wizard, and. Uh, I'll start typing on my computer and saying, Alan Cherry is the worst essay ever. What kind of incantations do you have to do to get into that voice range? Oh, um, Borgen, Storgen, Lorgen. <laughs> now, now I'm sounding like the Swedish chef from <laughs> I hope that other people are enjoying this pointless meandering. I don't think it's pointless. We're, 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 we're getting things ready. Okay, well, we're going to listen to your essay. Okay. And then we will, uh, and then we'll meet back in just a moment. Okay. Okay, here we go. When I was 14, starting high school, I was around five feet tall. By the end of that school year, I was five feet seven inches tall. I remember that it hurt my bones to grow that fast, but I also remember a distinct feeling of unexpected visibility. People would comment on the change. I was suddenly taller than a lot of my friends, and for several years I would slouch to compensate. I felt aware in a way that I had not before that I was a person in a body walking through the world and that other people could, in fact, see me. I kept getting taller until I reached my current height, which is 5 feet 10 and a half inches tall. Even after all these years of walking around this body, it may sound strange, but I can tell that I am finally starting to embrace the height. A few years ago, I was hired by a local recording studio to help write a jingle for a TV affiliate in the city of Baltimore. The producer wanted a jingle centered around his tagline that was simple and positive. It was called, We Are Baltimore. The challenge was to write and record something like a pop song, catchy and brief. I wasn't the first pick for the writing team originally, but I was glad to have the work and interested in the challenge of writing a jingle for television, which is something I had never done before. It was supposed to be a short campaign running only a few months to promote the TV station by showcasing brief shots of the city of Baltimore and shots of citizens participating in the tagline by saying, I am Baltimore. You can see it on YouTube. The producer liked the jingle and said, hey, do you want to be in the spot? We can shoot it like a music video. And I said, yeah, why not? I had never been recorded by a professional TV or film crew in this way, and although I had had makeup done for photo shoots, I had never had high-definition television makeup done, and it's different, in case you didn't know. The We Are Baltimore campaign was set to start airing in April, but we did the video shoot itself in February on two of the coldest days of that year. The first day it was 13 degrees outside, and the second day it was 11 degrees. The producer had asked me to dress in what would have been good late spring or early summer clothing. 
the crew of eight to ten people amazed me. They were out in the cold probably ten hours each of those days, and there were never any complaints. After hours of shooting on that first day, all the while pretending to sing to the track, it was decided that I needed to hold my breath so that the condensation from my breath would stop being visible in all of the shots. We basically started over. Fingers frozen on my guitar and sucking in cold air with each note, it was very dreamlike. It was strange to be the center of all this attention, with people rushing around between shots to readjust light, hair, and touch up makeup. Thinking back, I remember telling myself, this is what dolls must feel like. The campaign was scheduled to run for four months, but it ended up running for over a year and a half. Every once in a while, I would get an email or a text from a friend who would say, Hey, I saw your spot on the news tonight. I haven't really done my due diligence in pursuing radio play in this town, and so it was a nice little lift to hear that something I had worked on had made it onto a mass media outlet like television. A year after the spot aired, as the campaign was winding down, I was sitting with a friend at a restaurant in Baltimore City. It had been a long winter, rainy and depressing as it often is in Baltimore, and so it was one of the first nice days to be sitting outside eating a meal. A man sitting at a table close by kept turning around and looking at me and my companion. I mean, one or two looks can feel flattering or friendly sometimes, like someone is checking you out or just trying to share a smile, but this was staring and looking and staring and looking and staring. So I tried to avoid eye contact. (laughs) After about 20 minutes, when I was mid-bite, he called over and said, Are you Ellen Cherry, the We Are Baltimore girl? You look kind of like her. I have been seen by a number of people in the context of performing, but I have always felt a comforting invisibility when walking around my town. I'm not holding a guitar, I'm not singing. To me, I don't look anything like the person in that video, especially when I'm just sitting around. There is a distinct difference in my mind of how I look on stage and how I look in regular life. His comments sparked in me a moment of sudden realization that even though I didn't feel like it, I was actually very visible and I shrunk away from it. I slouched. There's not much more to the story. I got recognized once more on the street about a month later. Some dude walking across the street from me turned and yelled at me, Yo, Ellen Cherry, we are Baltimore, all the while doing some air guitar. Looking back at that moment at the restaurant, I sort of wish that I had embraced that visibility, that height that I had reached. That's a really good essay. Thanks. What are you talking about? You're like, it's so good. I don't like myself. Blah, blah, blah. Why can't I? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm working on that in therapy. Yeah. The negative voice. Yeah, the negative voice. No, that's a really, that's a really good, that's a really good essay. There's Thank some really you. cool things you talk about. Like the, the, the one thing I really like is the, um, is that idea that, uh, it's not real. Like the, 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 the reference to being a doll. Like, this is what a doll must feel like, you know? Which is kind of funny because dolls don't feel at all unless you have some sort of scary, like, you know, sp- possessed Annabelle doll that, you know... I had one of those ones. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I it think, did my taxes all wrong. I think those are sociopaths. Oh. So they don't have feelings. Well, I have my cats. They have feelings. <laughs> but uh, but the essay is really good. I remember that ad campaign and... Uh, I don't distinctly remember thinking, I was like, oh, oh, that Ellen Cherry, she finally made it. <laughs> but it was like, it was, I, I, I remember seeing it going, oh, well, there's that video. Yeah. All right. You know, and I was like, I was like oh, it looked really good. And you know, you looked warm. <laughs> you didn't look like you were cold at all. <laughs> I was freezing my tits off. Okay. Uh, good to know. Um, freaking cold. Freaking cold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then there's that idea of like you know uh, the the anonymity that you and I so so richly enjoy <laughs> in our in our in our musical careers. It, it, there's something <clears throat> there's something to be said for that. It, but then in the same breath, there's something to be said for taking an opportunity. Yeah. You know, when an opportunity is presented to you, it's like oh you know how how do I how do I like you know uh, embrace that or reject it or or how can I use that for the next thing mm-hmm. and you know, without feeling like I'm selling out or being, you know, you know, uh, uh, I'm not being true anymore to artistic vision. And uh, a lot of times when, when I'm approached by people who ask me to sign a CD or something like that, 
I'm always, I'm, I'm always like, oh yeah, I'll sign that. I'll sign anything. Well, you know, you got, a, you got a parking ticket. I'll sign that. I'll sign, you know, I'll put my name on it. <laughs> right. You, you got a deed to your house. I'll put my name on it. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but it's always that that it's always really nice for for recognition in that way because we yeah there there is that kind of small little piece of validation there that is it's this glowing orb of wonderfulness that you like well I'm gonna ride that for a couple of days yeah <laughs> you know and especially that specific I'm glad you brought up that specific um, interaction between a fan who either brings the CD that they bought or buys one and says oh are you signing them and you think because you've done it a bunch of times i feel like i've done it a bunch not hundreds of thousands of times but every Millions. when you every once in a while when you do it and just you talking about it right then reminds me that there it's special to me thinking about it now but in the moment for the person who's asking for it there's a little bit of belief that what they're getting is something that is like it makes it even more valuable yeah. the artifact more valuable right the it's thing that we complain about the fact that people don't buy anymore that yeah you can't sign a digital download. Oh, well, no, well I'm going to try. And <laughs> that that momentary um, belief or hope that the person, that, you know, that there's, I've felt that way towards people I've asked to sign my records. Yeah. Um, when I met Donovan and he signed a couple, I mean, I opened for did you Did you sign any of your records for him? <laughs> she said, let me return the favor, Don. Donnie. My cousin Donnie, he... Uh, no, it's not an invitation to your <laughs> cousin Donnie. Okay. Oh. Well, um, but well, I signed so many I CDs at this point. I just went ahead and got a rubber stamp. I'm just like, you know, oh, you want me to sign that? Douche! Here you go, Jack. You know, enjoy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I I always bring a sharpie though. That's, yeah, that's the that's kind of like the the rule, I suppose. So, yes, are we gonna listen to your essay? Are you finished talking about mine, or am I finished? I don't. Well, even do, know. do you need more validation for your? No, I don't need validation. Well, okay, so but it's the local thing. Like yes. we, you know, there's there's this idea of the effect of not the effect of fame, but but the idea of local recognition. And yeah. you know, you were nominated for a local Emmy, weren't you? Yes, we were nominated for a Capital Emmy for that. We did not win, but it was an honor just to be nominated. Did you go to the dinner and ceremony and stuff? No. Why not? I did get a certificate though that oh. said that I was nominated for a Capital Emmy. Oh, very cool. Which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. It was really really cool. And um, it's fun to um, use that as the beginning of my bio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm very specific about it. I'm just like, I don't have to say capital Emmy. I just say Emmy. Emmy. <laughs> well, it's true. It's still an Emmy. Yeah. Regardless. Enemy nominated. Yeah, right. <laughs> enemy nominated. Soon I will be enemy nominated. Yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly do not endorse her. <laughs> People be like, who is that? Um, no, it was, it's, it was an interesting experience and it led me to open for boys to men at the Maryland State Fair, which was also an incredible experience. And it was also a hilarious, humbling experience because at the State Fair, they took two and a half hours to sound check because they were checking to tracks and all the tracks were messed up in the computer system. Oh my goodness. If they had sound checked with a band, a live band, I'm just saying it probably would have been over in about an hour. Sure. Um, so I didn't have a sound check and I decided that in front of 2000 people at the state fair that I was going to do lead a hand clap to play the to play the jingle. So I get the whole crowd clapping in time <laughs> and I sing the first verse and then I hit the first chord of on the guitar and I'm a whole step below uh, oh the no. song. <laughs> Sweet terrible planning on my part to not just hit the chord first and then start singing right um just a real learning experience yeah. because i actually said to the crowd hey you guys keep clapping i'm in the wrong key hold on let me start over but you that's, but i humanized myself that's i right. suppose because i wasn't playing to a track well you know what you're, you're staying down to earth <laughs> authentic authentic that should be one of the subjects of our um future <laughs> essays authentic fame. Auth authenticity artisanal fame handcrafted <laughs> Hand hand aged. That's going to be a really interesting essay. We should do it on our the the crafting of authenticity and artisanal fame. Oh boy. Artisanal fame will be. Good. I would probably I would probably have to have to have some enemies then. Some <laughs> some now some some enemies that might be kind of private and self concocted by my by my by my my own ego issues. They would have to become real, which are legendary. They are legend. I mean, I have had some legendary knockout you know battle of the bands in my brain. <laughs> I have. I've always won. 
Of course, why wouldn't you? I know. Let's help. listen to your essay and talk okay. more about because I have a feeling that maybe you did something completely different after that. Uh, I don't know if it's that different. We'll find out. Okay. Are you are you belching up kombucha? Kombucha burps. Kombucha belch. <laughs> it's like uh, it was some sort of honey extract. Probiotic belching. Is that how is that how the probiotic works? It feeds my tapeworm. <laughs> Ooh. A noiseless patient spider. I marked whereon a little promontory it stood isolated, marked how to explore the vacant, vast surrounding. It launched forth filament, filament, filament out of itself, ever unreeling them, ever tirelessly speeding them. And you, O oh my soul, where you stand, surrounded, detached in measureless oceans of space, ceaselessly musing, venturing, throwing, seeking the spheres to connect them, till the bridge you will need be formed, till the ductile anchor hold, till the gossamer thread you fling catch somewhere, O oh my soul. Walt Whitman Like the spider spinning the web to catch sustenance, we spin our own webs, only they're really networks. When I was young, I was constantly in the presence of a famous person. No matter where my family traveled, this larger-than-life celebrity would always be recognized. It was my father who taught microbiology at Harvard Community College. He was famous. When we were in Disneyland one summer, standing in line for Mr. Toad's wild ride, someone came up and said, hey, Floyd, how's it going? And once, when he was on a trip with my mother overseas, Someone recognized him in a restaurant and chatted him up. Most family vacations were punctuated with a Floyd sighting. It became a kind of a joke. Just one of those things, you know? Small world, right? It's not a small world. It's a large network. A network my father spent 45 years building through teaching, reaching thousands and thousands of people. And in doing that, he certainly achieved local and regional fame. Likewise, I suppose. When I was beginning the divorce process in 2013, I decided that I needed to get out of Baltimore and reestablish my center. I thought, Westminster will take me back. And on my first official day back, I headed out of the door of my apartment, went down the street to grab a beer. And after I walked one block, someone yells across the street, Oh, hey, June Star, when are you playing again? I hadn't been in Westminster for seven years. Man, Westminster really loves me. As we consider fame and success, I cannot truly speak about national fame. It is so vast that although, yes, the connections that famous artists make with an audience through their work is strong, it is one way. The audience is affected by the song or image, but they do not know the artist, nor will probably ever meet this person. And even if they did, it would be in some sort of engineered meet and greet with all the pressure of meeting a star. And that meeting under duress would not connect the artist and fan on any real deep level. There will always be measureless space between the world of the artist and the fan on a national level. That vast space is why I think local fame is the best fame. Being recognized where I live or in the circles closer to me are the most important. To me, it boosts my confidence, challenges me to take risks, and allows me to have actual conversations rather than anonymous comment battles on a social media page. Most importantly though, the local and regional type of shows and relationships are opportunities to share in real time rather than put songs on display. And fortunately, I will never be so famous that I wouldn't be able to meet and know the people who like my music.
I know that my music has reached people all over the world, and that's great. And one day, I'd love to play for those people. Until then, I'll just keep putting out filament, filament, filament. Okay. All right, we're back. Wow, your essay was great. <laughs> you don't mean that. I do mean Look at my face. You, you it's hate. full of meaning. <laughs> Incredulous. You're my enemy. <laughs> she just, uh, her, she narrowed her eyes down to like just mere slits. And when she said enemy, there was this flash of red in her pupils. I'm just saying. And a little flush to my cheeks. Yep. And, um, oh, hold on. <clears throat> we have to move a cat off yep. the mixing board. We have, yeah, we have MIG alert. Okay. I thought it was great. And did, I think Did you it, know that if Mig had kittens, they'd be called Miglets? <laughs> okay, stop. People are not here with us, Grim. They can only hear us. They can't see that they you are kissing my cat. <laughs> making out with Mig. He's very cute. Okay, pay attention. Yes, I'm paying attention. Because it takes me a long time to concentrate <laughs> and focus. Sometimes decades. Um, I appreciate our our chemistry because I, I honestly think that you are such an optimist and I am so cynical and it's really good for me to be around you because listening to you, I was just like, yeah, good for, good for him. Like got a shout out on the street and it made him think about like the person, the, the, um, the personal touch, the intimacy that you get from people recognizing you and in a positive way. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, I think at the end of my essay, I was trying to talk about that. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I didn't embrace the height, and now I am, and I look back at that campaign and think, why didn't I embrace that, even that little bit of local um, notoriety? And it's not that I'm actively, like, trying to get away from it. It's just that I think there's something in me that is cannot relax and enjoy it. No, that's, And I'm trying to learn. I feel like I have to learn that, which is really yeah. strange. Well, what does it actually mean to even enjoy that? <clears throat> I mean, when, when we talk about enjoying things, like, it's not, it's not like it's a sandwich, you know, it's not like it's 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 not like it's a, a, a leisurely day in the park with friends. Yeah. You know, binge drinking until little, you black out. It's something a little <laughs> more complex because if somebody if you're in your own world and you're just going about your day and then somebody comes up to you and shifts you into that performance mode, it is definitely I mean, don't you feel like you shift into. Oh, I definitely feel like I get friendlier in that moment than I might. That's not true. I'm a pretty friendly person on the street, but. In my house, I am all about creating enemies. Oh my goodness, she's she's making enemies with dust. She's making enemies with antiquated technology. <laughs> yes. She's making enemies with um, uh, vinyl. My, uh, was it uh, your couch has issues, doesn't it? My couch is my enemy. Yeah, yeah it is. I it's a it's a very long couch. <laughs> it's eight feet. It's also my that, friend. It's not, my friend of me. It's not even a couch. It's a couch. You got to get that extra couple of feet in there. Okay, why are we talking about my couch? I, I don't know. I don't know. My couch is not famous. But, but uh, well, it's uh, your couch is featured on the cover of Mountain Halo. That couch? That couch. Oh, yeah, that couch is. I can never get rid of it now. Yep, yep. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, on the next time I put out a, a solo record... Uh, we can put that couch up for auction and it comes with a free download card. Ten bucks. I'll, I'll sell anything. <laughs> maybe we maybe we can auction it. It'll be like that. It'll be like that Da Vinci that just went for four hundred and fifty million dollars. Four hundred eighty. Wait. No, it was four hundred fifty. Was it? Yeah, it was four hundred fifty million 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 dollars. Million dollars. So you feel that. <laughs> Your fame coming, uh-huh. you, it was a welcome, you were welcome back into the bosom of local fame in Westminster. Yeah, it was like I own the town. I could do whatever I want. I just started walking into shops and taking things. And nobody said anything to me. You're like, that's June Star. You're like, oh, oh June Star's here. Oh, <laughs> my, raw, my raw, unbridled power of celebrity. You had free, two to three free beers at Kona's. Well, that's just because I walked out. <laughs> A Kunis. Yeah, down at Kunis, oh, you can get yourself a Natty Boo and, oh, and some chicken wings for like $5. You also said in your essay, uh-huh. <laughs> that was not an edit, folks. I just jumped in That's right. and tried to bring us back to the subject. Right, because uh, our chemistry is so lame. <laughs> no, it's good. You also talked about how you don't desire national fame because it would you feel nope. that would strip you from the opportunities that having regional or local recognition Give you well, yeah. What's the point in having national fame? 
what's what's the point in having international global super fame? I mean, you can yeah sure uh, there's money involved, right? Well, and also the idea of having influence. You would have influence, and you would you would have access, right? Mm-hmm. But but I, I I just don't know if that's really I, I have all the influence I need. Okay. I have all the influence that I I need right now, and you know it's in the Tom Petty uh, documentary. Was it Tom Petty documentary? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I take it back. The Wilco documentary. Uh, I'm trying to break your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, David Frick says that it doesn't matter. the The compact disc doesn't matter, which I I, I think is I don't I don't agree with. But he said this it's the content that matters, and if the if the songs are there and the songs are good, people are going to hear it. And I always thought that was an interesting way of looking at it. Like, it might take a while for my music to get there, but yeah. I, I've had people from from you know Europe and and England and people. Um, there's some people in Japan and who have who have bought my records and stuff. And and it's like you know people all over the U.S. and I've had little chats with those people and stuff like that. But it wasn't you know it wasn't that important that it was famous. It was just important that they got that. Yeah. You know. And I don't depend on it, and I don't think of, I don't think like, oh, this is going to be a national super hit, like the next June Star record that uh, comes out in late April of 2018. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a really great record. I don't know if everybody's going to hear it, but I also don't care a whole lot if people are going to hear it. But I think that's part of the um, frustrating shift that we have to make is that, y- not the not caring that people don't hear it, but that people hearing it actually used to be a source of revenue and yeah. income and support and that is no longer There's true so no how do we navigate that, that yeah. Right. yeah so now you have to make you have to reconcile in your in your lifestyle uh-huh. as a working musician of how you are going to continue to indulge the impulse to create whether somebody hears it or not right put the effort into promoting it trying to tell people about it and right. get other people to share it with other people that they know which is really the only way i think that you know, like everyone's a gatekeeper now. Sure, everyone everyone is a gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really cool turn of phrase. Yeah, every single person, and it's mm-hmm. not just these big, um, you know, companies anymore that are doing it and and yeah. have access to that. Everyone has access to it, which is democratizing, but it also means that a lot of stupid crap mm-hmm. gets through because you know yeah because you you you're you you are not your brother's keeper you are your own keeper yeah yeah well and there's there was something that you just said that i wanted to jump jump on as well and i can't remember uh i had it and now it's gone but um talking about gatekeepers gatekeepers um promise keepers um (laughs) finders keepers uh jeepers creepers too (laughs) Um, Where'd you get those peepers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you remember that, Susie Sue? Susie and the Banshees. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was a sexual awakening for me. <laughs> Sweet. Well, she was all wearing bondage stuff in that video. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> well. Um, sexual thunder shirt. <laughs> those guys are great. I saw them. I saw them in, in 2006 with Pope Nope. They were really good at the Dizzy Pleasure Club. At, at the Dizzy Pleasure Club, that's in right. Dundalk. In Dundalk. In Dundalk, oh. Um, we veered off the topic. We were talking about I, well, no. I I know. I was just trying to remember what it was. It was it was it was a very uh, it was it was a cogent argument that I had. It'll come back um, to you. It will because if it was meant to be, <laughs> it will be. It'll it'll show back up. Um, but uh, yeah, like the the whole local stuff and like thinking about like. You know, it, it always, I, I find that we kind of talk in sort of circles in these podcasts where we could just kind of come back to like, well, you know, it's just about the song. Oh, it's just about like, you know, yeah. feeling satisfied with what you do. And, and, and I don't, I don't ever get tired of that argument because I think that's exactly what it is. It's, I don't know if I'm, I don't, I don't need to reassure myself, but you know, when you talk to, when we, when we, when people ask the question of why aren't you famous? And then you start thinking about like, well, yeah, boy, if I were really into it, I would have a booking agent. I would have a manager. I would have a stylist. I would have a sound person. I would have, I would have a, you know, it would be team Andrew. Yeah. And I associate that with like, you know, team Taylor and team Katy Perry. And those are, those are, I don't want to be anywhere near any of those people because quite frankly, I don't, I don't think they can write. I don't, I don't, I I don't agree with the records that they put out. I, I mean, it's it's like uh 
is institutionalized food. Yeah. No, I was going to bring up the food metaphor that it's you sort know. of like watching meat get ground. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, you know, whatever. That's great. And, and I, I, but when the, the moment you start surrounding yourself with people like that, they start telling you what you should do mm-hmm. and how you should do it. Oh, well, you don't want to do that. You want to do this. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I was like, well, you know, to me, I, I, the, the brief time that we were on a label, um, the guy who ran the label was made a suggestion that like, you know, we needed, we needed to lose weight and we needed to like, what, what, what are you talking about? Like, I don't consider myself an, an overly attractive man to begin with. And let alone like, I mean, I want to go to the gym and I want to do those things, but you know, I don't want to do that because I want people to like my music. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You know, most people aren't, most people who listen to my songs are never going to meet me. They'll see they'll see a picture on on the internet or, or a YouTube video. I mean, why do I have to worry about my six pack abs and all that other stuff? Just, just I mean, <clears throat> you know, because I mean, I I had an eight pack, you know, you know, I dropped a couple packs because you know they're heavy. Uh, you know, it's the winter time. You got to put on a little 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 weight to keep yourself warm. It is like watching something really gross get made. Yeah, and I think that participating in that would feel really, I I I feel like with my sense of cynicism, it would make me bitter even faster. He wouldn't just be a doll; it would be like a sex doll. <laughs> Ew, well, I'm just saying. No, because that's it's hype. We live in this overly hypersexualized world that everything is, you know, everything has got to be. Everyone's a porn star, and everyone, you know, and. But they're selling this weird version of sex that is so like, it it just looks so plastic. Like that when I think about so let's talk about sensuality here because really that's what you and I are in the business of we are in the business of sensuality you are and when he says I'm not a good looking guy screw that you are a good looking guy and you know that you have confidence of a of you are confident in your look okay and that is attractive Mm -hmm. right sure I'm attracted to me all the time (laughs) you look in the mirror and you're like you are a confident guy this is why I'm late to everything. Wait, what was I talking about? Damn it. Your attractiveness distracted me. See? (laughs) Oh, sensuousness. Sensuousness. (laughs) Sensuousness, I definitely have thought about that as the focus of my writing and performance over the last couple of years because if if I can be calm and feeling sensuous about the music in that it's sensory Mm -hmm. and that it is a physical act, it's intimate, it's shared... There are, of course, boundaries um, <laughs> that I have established <laughs> during shows for myself right. and for the audience. Right. But that there is a revelation, and that's part of that's part of it. Is that when songwriters like us who are very lyric based and are writing things from an emotional core are revealing something that is meant to to touch other people, to touch them. <clears throat> and so. My point is that when you listen to music, like people don't aren't necessarily listening to Katy Perry for like a sensuous experience. They're looking for a pop experience, and that's exactly what they're getting. And also, that is well, that's why the visual is so sensual. <clears throat> Let me put that in air quotes. Sensuous. It's not sensuous. That's no. sexualized, and right. there's a difference oh, to that. Yeah. Like to me, that's the difference between uh, t- making love and also just like or just like this is purposely f- it's exercise we're just exercising gen- <laughs> with genitals involved you know whereas when you're like when you're there's a sensuousness to approaching somebody with your sexuality then there's like you know consent there's consent first of all but then there's also like that's what makes it interesting passionate and also rapturous and the way that you feel about music sometimes when you have that i'm sure you've listened to a song before where you have had a physical response to it mm-hmm. and i'm talking about goosebumps okay oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep but you know what i mean where you sure. like it your skin reacts to it because yeah. a line just crossed the wires of your brain or struck the cords of your soul or whatever a beautiful yeah. metaphor well emily dickinson said i know it's poetry when it takes the top of my head off yeah and that's you know that's what you know you you hear a song and you hear lyrics i mean to me it's like it's it's if if something stops stops me from breathing for a second yeah i mean my heart's still going it's not like you know if i have a tiny heart attack i know it's a good song <laughs> you know i go through several cardiac arrhythmias a, a week <laughs> that's um, a hit in yeah. my world <laughs> that's right but you're somebody point- hit me with the paddles please because i'm <laughs> but but it's like one of those things where you're just like you know it's, to me it's like the internal gas but like oh and the instant jealousy of like, oh, oh wow. I wish I had written that, or why, why didn't I? Fr- I right. had that thought, and why couldn't I phrase it? And it's very exciting, which is also part of sensuality. Um, and then to achieve to to enter into the realm, which there's a little bit of probably fear 
there i can't speak for you but there's fear based reaction to on my own part which is why i wrote that essay the way i did is that there's a fear of stepping into that realm that your sensuality is going to get completely commodified and um, co-opted by people who are analyzing it and saying if we present even just like a little bit of this sensuality as a sexual thing or as a marketable thing or commercialized, it's going to make everyone here be able to have money. Right. And you, you know, it's the bastardization of your original goal and... Or the prostituting of it. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what it becomes. It becomes kind of like a sensuousness for hire. Yes, but... Although that's not sensuousness. Maybe. No, I mean, like, that's a whole different experience because... Yeah. And for the record, prostitution should be decriminalized immediately <laughs> and should be referred to as sex work because it's work and they should have unions, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but the I, I, I don't, ladies and gentlemen, I don't necessarily disagree with Ellen here. I just think it's funny when she she goes down this route. I just feel like the, the for me, um, on a personal level, the word prostitution is loaded. Sure. Yeah. And so like when I hear it, I'm just like, well, is that really what we're doing? I also yeah. want to point out um, that whenever I bring up my cousin Donnie, <laughs> she doesn't want to talk about that. But if I bring up the the idea of sex, that's all she, she talks about. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, when you recognize that pattern, it's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> okay. So so cousin Donnie's not sexy. That's fine. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So, well, you haven't, you, you haven't seen him in his, uh, he's got some of them Speedo bikini briefs, you know? Oh, uh, he's got a British flag on him. What is it called? The Union Pack? He's got that going on. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, well, um, we're, we're, we're getting... This is not the longest podcast, but we are speeding things along because we're recording two episodes in one yeah. day. <clears throat> so, um, so, any final thoughts on my essay there, Ellen Jerry, as we redirect? Um, I'm glad you're back in Westminster where you can be in the open arms of your sensuous recognition and admiration <laughs> and adulation. But I wish it wasn't so far away from Baltimore. Um, uh, reunited. It feels so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I don't think we've come to any conclusions necessarily, but just that we both have thought about the ways that we have sort of achieved it, mm-hmm. either um, intentionally or unintentionally, and that um, it brought us different reactions. Like, And I, and I honestly... I don't know if it's an age thing for me that I finally have reached an age where I'm just like, who cares about right. that? And I'm starting to shed my, which is why I want more enemies. Cause I'm just like, why do I care <laughs> that I don't have any enemies? Maybe I should just go ahead and have some. Right. Sure. Sure. Do they have a social media app for enemies only? <laughs> Ooh, we'll find out, won't we? Right. Yeah. So today's song we're going to listen to and feature that we think oh, should be yes. famous. Yes is an artist that is Baltimore based. Her name is Jasmine Pope and her band is J Pope and the Here Now. I know Dan Samuels, who's the percussionist. I don't know any of the I don't think I know any other people in the band. Um I've done a couple of gigs with J Pope. She's incredible. She's an amazing performer. And the I was reading on their website last night that they are a collective of teachers and educators and healers and people who are interested in um having their music be an expression, an extension of that idea. And so their lyrics are generally about social issues. And um, the one we are going to listen to, I just actually forgot the title of it. I'm going to look it up really quickly. Or maybe. So you really wanted to be famous, huh? Oh, come on. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. I am just as busy as you. Not really. I'm not busy at all, folks. Please give me some gigs. Um, let them come. And it's from their new album that came out this summer, and it, it is available on their Bandcamp page. And I will put that in the link when we post it. So you're going to listen to Let Them Come by J. Pope and The Here Now.
Something brown in my red sky Fly ashes, sweat dashes The discourse is no more We passing on to another dawn Similar to past lives If you look at history Then you could probably transcribe What's happening down to the millisecond The revolution's a revolution that's ever present Steady on a constant stream The only thing that ever changes Are the hues on the screen The same scenes coming through on the local news Ain't the German shepherds now is the principles And the pastors too And the local crew and the mother, cousin, grandmother closest to you They got a whole generation of some new strange fruit Thinking they models for a birthright Down where that life's bright Well, let them come, let them come, let them come, man Let them come, let them come, let them come, man Let them come, let them come, let them come for me So let them come, let them come, let them come, man That our leaders like, who the fuck elected you? Acting like the enemy, man, man, that's just what the power do. All the checks and balances haven't been adding up. Considering the fact that these actors are runners up. For the longest run, they show in the history of time. With class climbing to the bottom, they're keeping us blind. My only focus in this world is trying to go for mine, yo. I hope you get yours. Good luck, I need more and more and more and more and more of all the shit that don't matter. Fill me up, son. I had to get my glass house shattered to realize the magic trick. Right scattered, the fight's on. We about to get down. So we about to get down. So we about to get down. So we about to get, get, uh. Posturing and threatening and questioning my right to be man. Well, let them come for me and my people and watch the upheaval rain down. Just let them come. Can't stand in the shadows much longer. The battle is getting warmer. Let So that was... Wait, did I start? Uh, no, it started. Okay. It actually starts four beats in the measure. It just doesn't show it. Oh, gotcha. It's weird. It is weird. That's odd. So that was Jay Pope and the Here Now playing their track, Let Them Come, from their new album that came out this summer. Um, What did you think of it? Since I think that was the first time... Maybe that was the first time you heard it. That was the first time I've heard it. Um, I've, I've seen Jay Pope's name around uh, in the now defunct city paper and then wind up space stuff and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's got this, it's equal parts. Um, the first word I think I should use, there's depth. There's so much, um, there's so much that I don't, I, I have a hard time kind of relating to or speaking accurately about, um, the, the subject matter and, uh, she's singing from experience and change and revolution mm -hmm. and resistance. And if anything, you know, it's a declaration of identity. You yeah. Know? That's why I like it. Yeah. You know, there's this idea of, uh, and when I say that, I, I don't being the duly designated white male in the room. Um, <laughs> but the, the identity, don't worry listeners. There's only one in the room. <laughs> right. I can handle it. <laughs> well, Meg's a white male. He's very lazy. White lazy male, um, but she. Um, but you know, when I when I write about identity, it's 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 a different type of uh, of identity that that happens or whatever. And you know, there's there's authenticity when I'm doing, and there's when I talk about depth for her. The second word I was going to use is you know, there's there's a, an aggressiveness to it that is not. I don't want to say aggressive, but uh, she is speaking with authority and conviction mm -hmm. and. That could be translated as aggressive, but I don't think aggressive is a negative term to use with it because 
this is this is claiming it sounds like claiming something that should have never been lost in the first place mm -hmm. and so therefore you know you can hear you can hear the frustration but you can also hear the resilience and the and the the if i could say even uh optimism mm -hmm. in 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 that positivity or or you know and at the same time the irony the 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 situational irony or verbal irony of it is that you know the refrain is let them come like yeah. okay you 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 want this well we're here you deny that we're here but we're here and you have and it's this it's this acknowledgement i suppose as well i'm kind of rambling a little bit but um definitely a cool song like you know, and i need to hear more stuff like that because i don't I don't get out much to, <laughs> to listen to much music. Well, Jay Pope is also part of this. Um, not that she's part of this, but I observed this in the Baltimore music scene that um, I started listening to a band called Talking Points about three or four years ago when mm -hmm. I had my webcast. And I had been going to the Out of Your Head nights at the Windup Space, which was this improvisational jazz um, collective that had like 20 different members and they would four different people we get together every other Tuesday. I think that's the format. Somebody can correct me on that. But there, it was interesting because it was improvisational free jazz, which I don't really enjoy all that much because I mm -hmm. like a motif, and that's okay. I don't understand it. It doesn't appear to me appeal to me. But there's a couple of bands that I felt I finally heard about through that experience that were taking and combining improvisational and melodic rock together and sort of like this idea of math rock and mm -hmm. talking points does that really well dan samuels was in this band with um brooks long mm -hmm. um and the oh i'm gonna f mess up their band name no good mad dog no uh, good mad dog yeah yeah, something yeah, yeah. yeah the no good mad dog yeah yeah and so i met dan and i started looking around at whatever and then i saw him play with jay pope and just hearing her voice and I've on the shows that I've seen her perform at her, she has incredible control. And yeah, she's speaking with authority from an from an experience that I don't have any experience with. And that's why it's so fascinating to me, because I feel like I'm in when I experience her performance. It's one of those ones where I'm just like, this is how you step back and listen. Mm -hmm. And the idea of what you were talking about with the let them come is like, yes, it shouldn't have been taken in the first place. But now that we've regained this ground, we mm -hmm. are standing here and you can come at us because we are ready for you now. Right. And that defiant attitude that a lot of people, especially with institutional racism or sexism, are like, well, why now? And it's like, because this not only have you backed us into this corner, now we're finally regaining ground right. and we're not going to give up. Any bit of it. Um, Paula, I think her name's Corbia. She's the attorney for Lee. Um, oh, I'm going to mess up her name too. Korfman. She's one of the accusers of Roy Moore. Hmm. And I think that's the name of the lawyer. And she had this wonderful quote. I wrote it down in my diary, which was that you will not benefit from our silence again. Mm -hmm. And I thought that is such a great, just simple phrase that, yes, you, all these structures, capitalism, people have exploited people um who haven't had power have, have have been forced to be silent it's not like they chose to be silent but now there's not going to be the benefit of that silence anymore at least we can have that we can be loud we can keep talking we can keep hashtagging we can keep revealing stories and when i listen to her music there's that in the lyrics but also also how interesting the music itself is mm -hmm. It's I love Esperanza Spalding and her the way that she plays with time and this band does that too, and it is not antithetical to the progression of her lyric, her lyrical story, or even her delivery. Yeah, because she she switches up you know the the um, the stress on on let them come uh, several different ways. Yeah, so it's and and in parts of the song she's singing with her beautiful voice, and then other times she's rapping, and her rapping style reminds me of Salt and Pepper. Mm -hmm. um and it like that is feels familiar and wonderful and but not a throwback or reductive in any way it's just like it's a nice I, that's why i like that's why i think it should be famous sure yeah well, uh weren't we in columbus listening to shoop maybe <laughs> maybe it was columbus, i think it was, Ohio. <laughs> it was columbus, yeah. oh god what a yeah. good song yeah anyway yeah. so back to ourselves yes Back to us. We are going on tour. Yeah, we are. We're, we're, it's starting to shape up. It actually is starting. We might we're, actually get some gigs on this one and not have to do a cyber tour. Right, right, right. You know, the, the, the dates are starting to fill in. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, March 21st is, is looking like Chapel Hill will most likely happen. Great. I'm still kind of like getting... It's one of one of two venues. Um, it looks like the 17th in Chicago is probably going to happen. Seven, seven, no, that's the, that's the 10th. 10th. Sorry, the 10th. <laughs> 17th is St. Patrick's Day, which is unfortunate. Because <laughs> I sent you that text and I said, ah, uh, Nashville is on St. Patrick's Day, which of course I don't really recognize as a big Irish town. That but, is the funniest thing because when you sent that uh-huh. text, I went to the internet because you said something about Nashville is on St. Patrick's or it's something about it's on St. Patrick's Nashville and I was just like so I googled like St. Patrick's Music Club Nashville I was like where's that and now I realized that you were not talking about that yeah you, you better bring your shillelagh to that oh cause y'all you know my cousin Donnie he, he so, plays a mean shillelagh Chicago's looking good for March 10th with Steve Dawson doing uh-huh. a show with him uh, and then this show that we're talking about at this podcast is Lawrence, Kansas the, yes the next day we're gonna hustle our way to Lawrence, Kansas yes Lawrence is such a cool town. I haven't been there in years. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I was there two years ago. Lawrence people, Lawrence, Kansas people, hit us up. Yeah, as Andy Bob says, center of the universe. Oh, man. Lawrence, Kansas. So So what are we talking about on our next podcast? Next podcast is uh, the the physical whatever of fame. Because we didn't talk about sensuous enough. That's right, sensuousness. Oh, boy. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it is getting warm in here. So take off all your clothes. See, 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 this is not this is not how I thought things would go. Mom. <laughs> don't worry, mom. <laughs> yeah. Dad, it's okay. <laughs> I'm working through it. So, um, where can we find your extensive non famous catalog? Oh yeah, my uh my uh, you can find it at Junestar. Oh, Junestar. I, re- I, re- I remember the point I wanted to make earlier. Okay. I'm gonna make it now because here we are. Yeah. When we were talking about, you know, reaching out and like people and fans and stuff like that and like, you know, you don't make any money off the national stuff or whatever. Um, I, I was thinking, I was, I was like, yeah, but that's the whole purpose behind my subscription service was to be able to get people to listen to everything that I've ever done. And like, you know, they're paying a monthly fee or whatever, but I want to, I, I want to have actual dialogue with these people. Yeah. I want to, you know, that's that's the best way to hear my stuff, but it's also the best way to... Like you know, let's have a conversation. Let's e- let's email and and if you're if you're local, let's grab a cup of coffee or whatever or yeah. something. You know, it's kind of you know, you know, I'm I'm single. You know, um, maybe we should do it like politicians, where we should be like a town hall meeting. Hey guys, I'm gonna be at Zeke's Coffee today, and you should come over at noon if you want to talk to me about music or life or whatever. I'll be there for an hour. Right, right, right. And uh, we can wear we can roll up our sleeves on our white collar shirts and. Act like we're we're of the people. Hold a microphone incorrectly where you're right. talking into the side of it. <laughs> right. Why does my voice sound like it's in a tin can? And then you hold it down by your butt, and right. you're like, "Oh wait, sorry." Check it out. <laughs> no, because you forget anyway. Yeah, well, whatever. So anyhow, you can find uh, my stuff at junestar.com, also junestar.bandcamp.com, and you can subscribe for five dollars a month. Uh, new Junestar record is going to come out in uh, in April of 2018. It's mastered. Um, it sounds great, and uh, I can attest to that. Yep, yep. She can. She's heard. Uh, she's heard the record. Not all of the record. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Intriguing. I know. Well, we'll find out later what that means. <laughs> uh, and where can people find your uh, your tidbits of sensuousness? <laughs> My tidbits of sensuous online are at ellencherry.com and you can find me I never get this address right but I'm going to try ellencherry.bandcamp.com that is correct and I also have a subscription service mine's only $4 a month oh you're underselling me well I am underselling you but the reason I did that is I was only offering two special items per month and I wanted it to be like two bucks a pop Uh, but it's the only way that you can currently listen to the audio essays that I've created um, centering around my car wreck and I've mm. done 10 of them so far and that's a subscriber exclusive only offering as well as two old albums and then everything new that I create right Um, and on my on my subscription site uh, I you, you, you can get uh, there are I post essays about Ellen Cherry's essays about her car wreck. <laughs> it's very and, and how meta. I've, how, how I've had to hear about it for the past four years. It's not for up to you for you to tell me when I'm supposed to be done with it. That's true. It isn't. I don't know why I stumbled over that. What I meant to say is, are we enemies now. We are enemies. All right. So long, enemy. See you next time, enemy. The next episode, we'll see you soon, is about physical.